you know who the best players on this Georgia team are. But let's talk about who the weak links on this Georgia team might be. Are we allowed to even say that? Are there weak are there no, weak we links? On, no. Okay. Well, we'll talk about something on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Bulldogs here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, part of Locked On Atlanta. Uh, Glad you're here with us today. We're talking about three things. We're talking about the weakest starter for UGA's offense, the weakest starter for UGA defense, and then what are our biggest needs overall as a team heading into the season. And that's all important because if you need to understand a depth chart, we had John Tweet Sport last week on the podcast with us talking about the offense and the defense breaking down the depth chart as we saw it so we have some starter predictions out there as well as just the depth chart we know there's going to be rotation of players but daniel and i are very interested because as he said last time on the pod this is about the time where we start saying okay we, we might have a chance to win the national championship well that feeling's gone because we won that so we did that we know we can do it but daniel uh, we're getting we need to get the people ready we need to get everybody who's on YouTube, mm, everybody who's on the audio side, by the way, five-star rating and review over on audio, click subscribe, follow. It's free. If you're on YouTube, do the same thing. Comment below. We love interacting with y'all. Get us over on Twitter, Dogs Podcast. But Daniel, people need to get their mind right. Okay? That's right. That's right. And, and by getting your mind right, I mean this. Mm-hmm. We're never going to win a single game this entire season. Last Thank year you. was a fluke. Thank We're you. Horrible. Kirby can't recruit Please. nor coach yes. nor make adjustments. Stetson Bennett is the has been, never was quarterback. Lucky to run into it. Our defense caught Alabama with injuries only. That's the only reason Oof. we were good. And we are Thank talentless all across the yard. I don't even think we can compete with the likes of Missouri, Daniel. I you're correct. And okay. also now's as good a time as any to say there are there are just some people on Twitter and in the YouTube comments who you could just tell want to get mentioned on the podcast so, so hard, like just so football hard. Fan. Sorry, sorry to disappoint, but I'm not going to mention you even today. Nope. Um, I I do think it's important, and people love it when we banter here at the beginning, Clint. And so I'll I'll go on. I do think. <laughs> I do think it's important. We're going to put that on a shirt. People love it when we banter. Um, I do think it's important that people know because there's a lot of new listeners to the show. We get new viewers every day. By the way, I mean over 3,000 subscribers and the audio numbers are crazy. Thanks for all of of you paying attention to the show. It's weird still, but it's It's fun, and so we're glad. Um, But a lot of new people who – listen, George has been doing a lot of winning lately. And so there's a lot of people out there, Clint, who, who genuinely believe that you and I are just rose-colored glasses, never have a negative thing to say about anyone. Uh, we're that kind of fan. And Oh, how naive they are. <laughs> loyal third segment listeners know, longtime listeners of the show know, um, nothing could be farther from the truth. In fact, we 
have anxiety about every single game. We have anxiety about every single player. Literally. And um, it's a it's a real problem for us. So here are the things that I, I, I want us to clarify. When we say weakest player on the offense and defense, we're not trying to disparage anyone. There's just a fact that someone is the weakest. You have to. You, you, that has to be the case. So we're not going to run from the truth. We're just going to bring it on to the light and maybe talk about what um, Georgia could do about that. So, Clint, I'm going to let you go first on offense. I'll go first on defense. Who do you have as the weakest starter, presumed starter? Again, go back and listen to our episodes on depth chart. Who do you have as the weakest presumed starter on offense? Well, this is going to change a little bit because since we did the depth chart, again, rumors coming out of fall camp. Daniel, I, the left guard position is in a state of flux, it seems like. Well, I'm, flux implies that it was something previously. Yes, I know. So, and I was being very generous with that term. I was trying I think, to be as generous as I possibly could. Daniel, um, we don't know, as you can see, if you go back to last week's podcast, we didn't give a definitive starter at left guard. No, we just, we, gave a we lot just named a lot of names. Just so many names. Because you and I don't know who in the world right now is starting at left guard for these UGA Bulldogs. We have no idea. And you know what? Kirby doesn't know right now. And you know what? Todd Munkin doesn't know right now. Because I saw the name. This is going to give me anxiety just right here talking about. I saw the name Xavier Trust get thrown out there for starting left guard. And I, I, I think he's a strong candidate, Clint. I think he is as well. Now, if you were to say left tackle, I will riot. I will physically walk. Just I won't even take a car because I don't want state lines and video cameras getting my information as I cross down to riot down in Athens when that happens because it won't. But, Daniel, the clear and easiest choice is the left guard position on the offensive line. This offensive line is going to be one of the best in the nation. This offense is stacked everywhere. But the question at left guard is such a hair-raising one. It's easily the weakest position at UGA on offense. People not going to like this answer. <laughs> but, but now listen to me. Okay. Listen to me. We're going to assume, for the sake of this podcast, that the starters, starters Quote on offense are a quarterback, five offensive linemen, yep. two tight ends, two wide receivers, and a running back. Correct. That's what we're going to assume are the starters. I don't think it's the left guard position. Because I think anyone who's in that position is, is, is actually going to be fine. And I think the strength of the unit elevates the whole of the left guard position. The fact that, that whoever that gentleman is is going to be bookended by Cedric Van Pran and Broderick Jones, yeah, you're that's, fine. that's pretty good, okay? Okay, I see your point. I see your point. But let me tell you who's, not, who's out on an island, Clint. Hmm. It's the tailback. It's the tailback. It's and people, because of how much I love Dejan Edwards, think that I'm down on Kendall Milton. That is not the case. Clint famously hates Zamir White. Hated Zamir White the entire his entire college career. Um, I did, but I do not feel that way about Kendall. I think Kendall Milton is 
exceedingly talented. I think Kenny McIntosh is very talented, even though on the podcast last week, I said, I don't like it when he gets handed the ball. I think you have two choices for the weak link. So before you yell at me about calling Kendall Milton the weakest link, the weakest start on this offense, I think it's either him or Lad McConkey. I think those are your only two choices. Or whoever starts opposite A.D. Mitchell, I'm going to assume that it's Lad McConkey is the guy that's starting opposite A.D. Mitchell at wide receiver two. It's one of those two guys. Or who else? Or who? I don't know. I mean, you don't. If you come with Stetson Bennett, I'm going to laugh in your face. I'm going to laugh you. I'm going to laugh you out of here so you're you're barking up the wrong tree. So I don't know who you're going to say. I think Kendall Milton is going to be great. And I think he's had some injuries. We haven't necessarily gotten to see what he's, what he's all about. I got no problems with Kendall Milton. This offense doesn't have holes in it, Clint. It might lack some of the first-round draft picks. Okay, there are sure. not as many first round draft picks on this offense as there are, for example, in like an Ohio State type of offense. Okay, that, to, be it, fair, to be fair, um, George Pickens was not a first round draft choice, and many other Ohio State guys were, and we know who's going to be the best wide receiver in a few years. So that's right. Um, but there's no holes in it, Clint. There's no one on this offense who's not going to play in the NFL. There it is. No, no one. Listen, listen, when we say weakest link, we did not say liability. Kendall Milton is not a liability on this offense. Okay. Thank you. In years previous, we had liabilities. Okay. That's correct. When, when Chris Conley was our best wide receiver, wide receiver was a liability on this offense. Not, not Chris Conley, but the others. Yes. Y- the others. Yes. Thank you. When he was the best, he was, but the others were. That's not the case anymore with this offense. This offense is just fine. The floor is solid. Everything is good. We're being nitpicky now. And we're yep. saying, yeah, Kendall Milton has to show us because he hasn't shown us to be a strong link. He showed flashes. And, and to your point, I, that offensive line as a group, going to be just fine. As going to be group. just fine. Uh, hey, we're going to come back after this. Talk about the weakest starter on the defense. But first, I want to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your sportsbook expert. Daniel and I use them all the time. We will continue to use them because you know what? We're delinquents who love betting, and college football season is here, and season win totals are out, and over unders. And if you can get in conference games, it's incredible. Go ahead and take the under on Vandy SEC totals. You're going to go ahead and cash that all day long. This is the type of thing that we do over on Bet Online, and during the season, we're going to do locks every single week. Last year, we made you tons and tons of money. We were something like an 83% clip, which is unheard of, because again, Daniel and I love betting, and we love Bet Online, your sports book experts. They're the official official partners of Locked On Bulldogs and Locked On Podcasts everywhere. Bet Online, your sports book experts. Daniel, defense, again, much maligned, much talked about, much interesting conversation about all those starters needing replaced. We did the depth chart. I went with offense out of the gate last time. You need to go with defense starting out of the gate this time. Who is the weakest starting player on this UGA defense? This one's hard, but for a different reason. <laughs> because there's a handful of people to choose from. Like this. Yes, there are. <laughs> okay. Now, again. I don't expect any of these guys to be bad, but let's be fair, Georgia fans. Let's be fair. Please. There are some positions on this defense who could be bad. Like they they could bad. be. I'm just 
We don't know. And one of the options is bad. Do you understand? Like the tackles at UGA, barring catastrophic injuries, can't be bad. Like they won't be. They can't be. The tight ends at Georgia can't be bad. They can't be. But there are many positions, not many, but there are some positions on the defense. Okay? Second safety. Second corner. Star. Inside linebacker. (sighs) Defensive end? There are some positions on the defense that... Now, it might be a sliding scale of a percentage chance that it's going to be bad. Maybe it's only a 10% chance. Maybe it's a 20% chance. But one of the outcomes, if you run the simulation 100 times, is it's bad. Okay? So I am now projecting in some of these unknown commodities who I think is most likely to be bad. And I'm going to say, at the beginning of the season, this is my caveat to this. At the beginning of the season, I like this. I'm going to go safety two. Is the is going to be the weakest starter on defense? I expect this person to be, uh, you know, Thunder Dan Jackson. Um, but I don't, I don't know that it'll be him. I feel confident it won't be Tyke Smith, who's the only guy that I have a bunch of confidence in. And to be fair, my confidence in him is based off of the way he looked pre-injury at West Virginia. Yep. So um, I don't love the beginning of the season where we are there. I don't expect Malachi Starks to be ready at the beginning of the season. I don't expect him no. to be in there. I do expect him if Taiki doesn't get back, to be the starter by the time the season is over. But at the beginning of the season, I'm going to say weakest starter on D is most likely to be safety number two. Y'all, y'all just go ahead right now and get that hedge of protection out for Dan Jackson this, this exact moment as you're listening to this. Okay? Yikes. You might not like that. And you might think Dan Jackson has no place on this defense. Again, He played Clemson week one last year and did a very, very good job. Admirable job. Yeah, he he did an admirable job in every game that he played last season. Every game after that, he did fine. He's not bad at football. No, no, he's not. But if he goes down, oh, no. It's really, really gross. Because, again, Malachi starts, who I am probably the highest on – I love this kid. I, I am holding back my fandom a lot on this podcast because I want it to gush for this kid. I'm watching film and watching his personality and watching what he brings to the table. I am all in. And yet if he's starting week two or three heading into SEC play, I am ulcer ridden. Daniel. It's going to be yeah. bad. So, well, it's good. Christopher Smith's going to be pulling double duty. We just go to three high. We just take, we just go three high, yeah. and we throw a linebacker, and we say, "Screw a second safety. Let's get a third inside linebacker out there, do a Thomas Davis type situation, and go three high." Um, which I wouldn't be totally against, to be completely honest. Not mad about it. 
No, that's no people are okay. trying to get more DBs in the game, not less DBs in college football these days. I think that's the, uh, I think that's what we're trying to do. That's yeah. right. Look, I, y'all not going to like this uh, as well. I think the secondary is going to be fine. I agree with this, the safety issue. I think inside linebacker, um, much like I, I asked, I, we're famous asking a question, who do you want to start at quarterback for UGA? And the answer should be whoever gives us the best chance of winning, not a name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whoever Todd Monken to picks. A, who do I want to start at inside linebacker? Whoever Glenn Schumann says. That's who I want. Because He's smarter than me. He's a thousand times smarter than me. So I'm fine with that. And so inside linebacker, with those five that we got, I, I believe it, the, the other corner position opposite – um, our boy uh, Keeley. I don't know who's going to be going to be young and experienced, but I think it's going to be fine. Daniel Zion Logue is showing out some things of leadership and everything like that, and we have some unheralded position elsewhere. An edge with Nolan Smith and as well with Robert Beal is good, but Daniel, that second rotation and and even just the first rotation of defensive end at UGA, it scares me a little bit. And here's why it scares me: Jalen Carter is going to be used all over the place. Inside four, straight up three. He's going to be a, just a menace on guards and tackles. And I, I think nose tackle will be just fine. But that second one, Zion's showing some things, rotation out there. I think if you're going to attack this defense, because it's, it's domino effect. If nose tackle doesn't do Jordan Davis-like things, which they can't because they're not Jordan Davis. If they're not close to that. And that defensive end opposite Jalen Curry, which you're not going to run straight at Jalen. All of a sudden, Domino affects the inside linebackers that are unproven. And all of a sudden, impacts the safety who's back there trying to go ahead and catch up that tackle. And if you pinpoint an off-tackle run, if a team like Auburn, with who I think is the best running back in the SEC, goes ahead and exploits that end position opposite Jalen and does counters or runs power off-tackle over on that side, kicks out... It's a domino effect of bad. Just stop talking. Just stop. Just just leave it. Leave it alone. We're already okay. we're already sick. We're already nauseous. It's not um, even a get the buckets out. And if you, by the way, put in your order now. And if you're anywhere in the Midwest, I have every bucket already allocated to my home. <laughs> They're not, you're gonna have to ship from out of state. You are gonna have to go somewhere. Get the buckets out. It's almost the season time. We're ready. Um, uh, listen, all right, let's come back and let's talk about, other than a bucket, mm. what is our biggest need heading into the 2022 season? By the way, all that's, right. that's the T-shirt right there, Daniel. The, <laughs> um, by the way, we're only, only going to talk about this for third segment listeners. That's what I've decided. But. Oh. I love that. College Football Pick'em League. Yes. The official Locked on Bulldogs podcast, College Football Pick'em League, is live. It's up and running. You are. It's, it's available for you to sign up right now. We're not posting the link on Twitter, but send us a message. Send us an email, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com, at Dogs Podcast on Twitter. Send us a message. We would love to get you signed up. We would love to get you involved in the Pick'em League. Uh, executive producer, intern Michael, he's, he's, he's sold his yacht that he has used to travel all over the world. He's been gone from his job for weeks on end. Listen, he's living a lifestyle that few can even dream of. M-Dubs does not do a 
a single thing for us when we ask him to. But if he comes up with an idea on his own, he's mm-hmm. all in on it. He is sponsoring a very generous prize for the winner of this uh, season-long pick'em competition. The prize will be announced um, in coming weeks, but you want to get signed up. You want to get involved. We get as many people as you want and um, compete against Clint, against me, against John, against M-Dubs, against um, lots of listeners from the Longtown Bulldogs podcast. Love to have you. Uh, so send us a message, and we will get you the link um, to that. All right, Clint, biggest need – Heading in to the season. Now, this doesn't have to be a starter. You know, we're off of that conversation. What in your mind is the, the single greatest need? If you, if you had a genie with one wish as it pertained to this Georgia football team, what is the thing that you're asking for? The thing I'm asking for is this defense to have an identity that is solely its and no one else's. That's what I need from this defense. I don't need this defense to be last year's replica. I don't need that. You know why? Because this team isn't last year's replica because our offense is a juggernaut. I'm fine with that. The biggest need I have going forward is I need us to know what type of defense we are, what's our identity, who's going to be rushing and blitzing, who's who's going to fill the roles for this specific team. So if Keeley's going to be out on an island, if we're going to man up and we're man pressure, please, Glenn, tell me that now. So that I can get the amount of buckets necessary. When we play there are somebody. no, there's no correct number of buckets in a scenario like that. Club. Your I entire need to know the big- your den becomes a bucket at that point. Um, We've all been there. Look, just just if you have carpet in the basement, that's a you problem. That is, listen, it's not it's not it's not suitable for the lifestyle that you've chosen to live. Okay, it's really not. It's no. really not. Um, I need to know our our defensive identity. I need to know uh, what zone we were. Again, last year we saw with Clemson, we brought in Dan. It was the too high safety look. Uh, it was it was a little cautious because we believed the defensive line and the linebackers are going to do their things, and they did their things. I don't know if we can do that this year. So I need to see and I need to know. I need to Will and Glenn and Kirby getting together and saying, here's who we are. We're this, we're this zone blitz. We're this edge, we're this inside linebacker, we're this press coverage, or we're this deep coverage, or whatever it's going to be, because that's going to dictate to me a lot. And it's going to dictate how we play as a team. And it's going to dictate the pace of a guy like Todd Munkin and the pace of this season. I think our biggest need is to solidify an identity on defense more than anything else. I'll tell you this, Clint. I'm torn on this answer. I'm torn between the boring answer that I think is actually correct. And the like, ah, a little bit more interesting answer. A little, a little that yeah, you know, it's not necessarily spicy, but it, it's just more. It's more of an interesting thing to think about. Well, Let Daniel, me give I don't you know the if you boring. Understand this, but you're you're a co-host of this podcast. We, you and I, make, are making up the rules right now as we go. Making up the rules. Let me give you the boring answer quickly, and then I'll get to I'll get to my second answer. The okay. answer that I actually think is true, and and listen, you can call me what you want. I don't think this team has very many holes. I don't think this team has very many needs. Now, I know like Kirby's going to say what Kirby's going to say. The team needs to continue to improve, all those things, blah, blah, blah. I think the biggest need is consistency at kicker. I think that's the biggest need for this Georgia team. Honestly, I think there's not that many things that stand between this team and a potentially undefeated regular season 
trip back to the college football playoff. Now, Daniel, it's interesting you say boring because there's a there's a nationally syndicated podcast guy who bets all the time for a huge, huge, huge company here in America that, that he it's his podcast with somebody else. And he talks every single time about season win totals. One of the three things he talks about, there's three big points on the team, and one of them is returning kicker. Daniel. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we do have a returning kicker. I want consistency at kicker. <laughs> That's what I said. I want the cyborg. I, I want I want the 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 Rodrigo. I want the blanket ship out there that you just know that you, that you know what's going in. Um let me give you my sort of my dream. Mm. Biggest need heading into the season. I might be a little bit. Now I might be falling prey to Kerbanese here. You can talk me off the ledge. I might be buying in a little bit to the oh, no, we don't have any depth at wide receiver. Because when you look at the depth chart, Glenn, yeah. Denialan's out, Arian Smith's out. Oh, Aaron we didn't Smith, even talk about that yesterday. Arian Smith, by the way. By the way, you will never see him suit up in a UGA uniform again. I don't want it to be true. I, but I hate saying that. It's not joyful for me to say that. Uh, Arian Smith's out. You, I mean, the wide receiver room is pretty thin, Clint. Now, that's. I don't need more depth at wide receiver. I don't need that. Here's what I need. Georgia needs a wide receiver. Other than A.D. Mitchell, so they need a second. They need a they need a wide receiver that forces Kirby Smart and Todd Munkin to only play two tight ends. Like that says, you know what, Darnell, take a playoff. Eric, take a playoff. Brock Bowers, take a playoff, because we're only running two tight ends in this set because we have two explosive game changing wide receivers that's why people get so crazy about freshman wide receivers Clint. that's why when people start talking about dylan bell and somebody mm-hmm. tweets something about dylan bell people start to lose their mind with excitement because maybe they're george pickens maybe they are the absolute freak that is just so, so good and talented that they completely change the context of the game that they're in. I don't know if you recall in the national championship game, Clint, but Georgia could not move the ball at all to start that game. And and then Stetson Bennett hucked one down the field, mm. and George Pickens laid out and caught that ball, and things things shifted. For Georgia, oh, yeah. these types of wide receivers can change the game. Now, I think we have a a huge weapon in Ad Mitchell. I'm a big fan of Ad Mitchell, but I would love to have a second dominant wideout on this team, yep. just to take the offense to the next level. So, 
I have confidence in one of the two things, one of the three things happening this year. Option one, my option, Dom Blaylock is 100% healthy and returns to Dom Blaylock form that he had. That's op- That's option one, I said. We didn't even choice. get to that. No. I don't know. Um, again, I'm a betting man. I wouldn't place money on that, Daniel. And that pains me to say because I love Dom Blaylock. Okay, option two, Kyrus Jackson turns into that guy and he's healthy all year long. And he does it. Okay, he was a safety blanket for Stet. I mean, now the percentages of that increasing are happening. Or option three, A.D. Mitchell 2.0 lightning strikes twice in two years. And we have somebody else who comes onto the scene like A.D. Mitchell did when he was first year at Georgia. I don't know. Again, that one seems less likely. So I think what you're saying is, Kyrus, brother, do work. Time time to work. Here we go. All right. Uh, Hey, that's Locked on Bulldogs. We're going to be back the whole rest of the week, uh, every single day, your team, every day. This has been Locked on Bulldogs. We will see you guys then. See you.